Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. This is your host, Ken Lane, talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And this has been some freakish weather, oh my gosh, all this week. I barely, let's see, early in the week, it was 18 degrees in the morning. It was chilly. I had to go down to Phoenix on Tuesday, and it was just bitter cold. Later in the week, it's, it's just like the last half of this week has been glorious. Didn't even need a jacket through the day. It's beautiful. It is starting to confuse some of your plants. We need it to get cold. We, we truly want it. Your plants want to be cold. They want to be dormant. They don't want to wake up. And so I'm seeing here at the garden center, things are blooming already. So I've got pincushion flower. I threw that on our uh, um, Instagram page because it was just so pretty. They're starting to elongate. This is a perennial flower. So it started to along, come out, out of its roots, started to hover about, I don't know, six, eight inches above the foliage and started to bloom. Yuccas. I've got some brake light yuccas that came in. This is a miniature or dwarf variety of the red yuccas. So some of the yuccas get quite large. They'll get as hip high or so. This one stays cute. It's, it's, it's short, maybe knee high or even lower than knee high. But the brake light, the, the flower color is a bright, bright red, like a brake light, thus the name. Most yuccas, the red yuccas or yellow yuccas are more salmon-y, light muted reds or yellows, but have a pure red like that, very unusual. And it grows better in containers. Well, they started to bloom. They're sending up flowers. It's so warm. They're going, it's spring. Let's do this thing. Let's go. They want it to go. And so I'm going, whoa, whoa hold on, boys. Let's, 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 let's wait for a moment. Now, if it does get cold, and it will, we'll get another snow. There'll be more frost. Uh, we, we need it. We need all those things. Your plants need that. That'll slow them down. If it really gets cold, yes, it might take that flower from the pincushion flower. It might take that flower from, let's say, a yucca, but it was starting to send off more buds. So it'll just, these things repeat bloom throughout the spring and summer season. It's just starting early. And so we need it to be chilled. Now, it looks like a little tiny front might be coming through. I, I can't I can't figure out if it's a heavy, lots of snow, lots of rain, or none. I hope it's a oh, I hope we get buried. It'd be great to have some real serious snow, you know, six inches, and just let it slowly melt and percolate through the forest, through your through the root ball. Your plants, they need hydration through the winter. That's why we tell folks water twice a month, your entire landscape. Because we're so inconsistent in the mountains of Arizona with our moisture. And so if we get a good rain or good snow, I'm talking at least six inches or at least an inch of rain, you could cut some of that back, but you need at least an inch. So the math is one inch of rain when you turn it into snow is about six inches of snow. It's about the same amount of moisture uh, when it hits the, the gardens or your, your landscape or the forest. So you need about that much per month at least if not twice a month. And so this is one, if we, if you know it's going to get really cold, like it was 18 degrees, at least at, at the Lane House uh, earlier this week, that if, if a plant is very dry and you go to it down the teens, it can actually damage the, the outer tips of those 
shrubs, trees. And so you can sacrifice some of your leaf buds because it just got damaged. So it's important. Uh, but it's, I'll, I'm loving the weather. It's beautiful. But I'm hoping for some uh, storm system to come through. We need this high, this high pressure system to kind of float off so we can get some, some storms in here. We need some moisture. Uh, we need to fill up Lake Powell. We need to have ski slopes filled with snow up in, in uh, Pine Top Lakeside, the, the, the Sunrise and, and Flagstaff ski resorts. We need that. And so it's better for the long term of the health of the plants. So uh, in my yard, I'm seeing bud swell. So you're seeing that the plants are actually, my maples are actually sapping some. You're seeing the, they've woken up. The sap is now flowing up and down the branch. And so you'll see if it starts to weep a little bit, that's okay. Don't lose your head. Many times that's called sun scald. That's a very common problem here because plants will start to wake up. The sap will start to flow, especially on the south side of the tree. And then that night, it'll go down to 18 degrees. So that, that sap freezes. And so as, as moisture, things that are humid or water, starts to freeze, it expands. And so what you'll see on the south side of some trees, especially fruit trees or shade trees, mainly those, you'll see the south side, there'll be a crack that starts from the ground and it goes up to the lower branches, typically. Uh, it's called sun scald. It usually happens on younger trees, let's say under five years old. They've been in the landscape for less than five years. You can you are at risk when the weather is like this of sun scald. There's nothing you can really do for it once the damage happens. Sun scald is the reason that they paint fruit trees white. That trunk, you'll see some trees, the, the lower half of that trunk is painted white. That is specifically to reflect sun so the sap will stay warmer, will stay cooler, excuse me. If it warms up, you've got a dark colored bark, it warms up faster and so the sap starts flowing and then it freezes that night and you get the sun scald, something to watch. If you already have cracking going up and down the tree, the only thing you can really do is encourage that plant to grow out of it. And so you're setting the stage right now. So I just helped a, a couple folks this week they had sun scald. It was forming from all this warm weather and then cold nights. So I said, here's what to do. Fertilize it. That's The damage is already done. It won't kill the plant. Watch for insects that could be getting into that sap. You can have problems that, but there's no real insects out yet. They're, they'll start coming out the end of February, first part of March, depending on your elevation. So it's still pretty chilly out. And so they're, they're hibernating. They can be attracted to that sap short term. Here's, here's what you're doing right away. Fertilize it. What you want to do is that next ring, tree ring of or wood growth coming up in a tree, it's going to form that this spring. It'll happen here very shortly. Um, you want to encourage that to grow as large a ring as you possibly can. Two things create tree rings, food and water. So fertilize it now. So these folks, I said, hey, it was a maple. It's young. You need to grow, grow out of this. Fertilize it with the 744 all-purpose plant food. The main ingredient in that is cottonseed meal, which really increase, encourages uh, additional wood formation. Uh, it's got some bird guano and some sulfur. It's got all kinds. Of, it's a good mix for local landscapes, northern Arizona landscapes. I said, do it now in January. Do it again 
the end of March. That way, when that thing flushes out with new leaf growth, new foliage, it will maximize its leaf surface area or photosynthesis, which will help create more foliage. Anyway, it just helps the plant. So I won't go into the botany of plants and why they do all they do, but you want to increase that ring, and eventually it will actually grow over that crack, and you'll never know that it was damaged. It had sun scald. So that's something to watch. It's unique to areas higher elevations, the mountains, mountain gardening. It's, it's unique to us where we warm up during the day and then get these huge temperature swings, and it gets really cold again at night. And then water, 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 water. Another thing I'm doing in my yard, because this weather, if we get this storm system coming through, you're going to see the gardens are going to wake up. The weeds, they're going to start growing. Uh, the cool season crops, they're going to start coming up. Uh, your, your crocus, daffodils, they'll start to, to elongate or come out of the ground. It will wake things up. Your mums and asters will start to emerge from the ground. I'm really worried about my weeds. I've got these new patches of gardens where it's, it's freshly laid rock. It's you got fresh new you know plants in there. And the last thing I want are weeds coming up in, in that area. So I, I did actually am spreading weed and grass stopper. Uh, there's there's different there's it's like a fertilizer. You spread it in your hand spreader. You just sling it around the yard. Pray for rain. It'd be perfect if you can get it in before this next uh, storm system. Whoa, that'd be like the magic. That would really cut down on the amount of work you're going to have in the gardens for the next four, five, six months. It just gets rid of all of those weed seeds so they don't even germinate and come up in your gardens. But put that stuff down now. If you've got sun scald, uh, uh, you've got sap flowing, put fertilize. Those are two bits of advice I can give you right now that make a difference, like this week. We'll be right back. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. As the days get longer and brighter, houseplants can struggle and scorch, but we have the solution. At Waters, we've organized our houseplants from A to Z for the brightest of sunny locations, many even bloom. With experts that know plants and how to make them grow. Shipments of the freshest houseplants in town have just arrived from A to Z and ready for a bright new home. Waters Garden Center, where people who love bright green houseplants, they love to shop, found in Prescott. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Goshiki Holly. Goshiki translates from Japanese as holly with five colors. Its new leaves emerge red, then turn green. The entire top of this holly is draped in colors of cream, white, gray, yellow, and green. This evergreen makes the perfect accent, hedge, or evergreen container for its all-round good looks. A really nice plant that shines through winter is just $39. Waters Garden Center, where people who love Japanese gardens, they love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back in the studio with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? And hopefully we can impart some just what's going on in other gardens. And then you can help to what to look for in your garden. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. 
And what a beautiful day it is. It is indeed. It's gorgeous. It's why we live in the mountains of Arizona. Four seasons, yes, but not. It's just way nicer. <laughs> so it's a little chillier. In the morning, it's chilly, but in it the afternoon, chilly. it's gorgeous. Yeah. When I'm out walking the dogs, I have my woolly hat on and my mittens, and but I'm out there at 7.30, and like by 10, 11 o'clock, it, you can sit out front and have a nice tea. Yeah, very. <laughs> I got to tell you, I love pretty women with gorgeous blonde hair with their beanie on. Their beanie on. <laughs> You're quite attractive, my dear. Seriously. <laughs> oh, thank really. you. Really. <laughs> the whole beanie doesn't give a whole <clears throat> lot. Okay. <laughs> it's like a nerd aspect or something. No, we live in the mountains. All the folks in Flagstaff just took offense to that. They did. The Lake Mountains okay. just took offense. <laughs> anyway, lots of pottery came in this week. Lots of, yeah. I mean, just gorgeous. I love the, uh, some of them look like Picasso painted them. Mm-hmm. They're putting multi layers of paint or, or they're baking right. colors on and then they're sandblasting them so mm-hmm. you get this gorgeous i mean it's a piece of art they're so beautiful i might have to change out our pots and there's we've got too many of them where we can't afford that (laughs) and we own them all (laughs) we have a lot of pots though to be fair but we could slowly start changing them out you can kind of match up colors and we do do that some of our pots are getting the darn thing about our pots is they hold up so long. I know. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> you're just like, you're like, well, I can't get rid of it. It's still in good shape, but. Uh. <laughs> who's who's working with mustard-colored pots anymore? <laughs> you, They're you know, not mustard-colored. I've got the one. I actually put a, a Gilted Edge Silverberry in one off to the side uh, gate down uh-huh. below. And it's it's the only one we had left. Mm-hmm. And it's glorious with the gold, the gold on gold, gold yeah. pot with gold plant. It, it's it's beautiful, but it's not a popular color right now. No. Uh, it's more of a brighter. It's not butter yellows. It's not mustard yellows. It's bright, like mm-hmm. daisy yellows. That's what's in right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. We can kind of slowly start training them out. I'll do it. You'll never know. Yeah. I'll know the big <laughs> ones because they're hard to get rid of. I can tell you if, you're, if you are donating pots, Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. some of your, some of your uh, if they're good shape. Right. Right. They can even have dirt in them or, or not. You're probably going to empty them because they're heavy. But they love getting pots because they sell right away mm-hmm. for them. They can make some money off of that. So it's a great way for you to get a tax credit or donation uh-huh. and for them to support a great cause. But they like that. So it's mm-hmm. an easy out. You can probably just Facebook them too. Just go, hey, anyone want yeah. this for like 20 bucks? Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, you could do that easily. So they're popular. Yeah. So if you, want, if you want new pots, get rid of your old ones, however you can. And then come look at Waters, because we have just some gorgeous, gorgeous ones. We had some friends in from um, San Diego last yeah. week, and we were showing them the place, and she was in awe. I thought we were going to fill up the, the Highlander, <laughs> take a bunch of pots home. She's like, oh, look at that color. Oh. It's, so, yeah, it definitely, um, we have some gorgeous ones in all different sizes and that's what i like about it it's it's like a size for whatever you're looking for we have it well why why don't we go over garden questions so we can get a couple of those things anything good come in this week where it's just like stump me well can you be stumped i could bluff my way through anything (laughs) (laughs) well that is true that is very true but our first question is from kevin it's his first winter in the prescott valley area and he had neighbors that told him he really doesn't need to water in the wintertime. And he wants to know, 
Is that correct or not? Well, a, a non-gardener would say that. So if you're covered in rock and no plants, no, you don't need to water. You're fine. But if you're a if you have anything that's living outside, can they go for? Could you be outside and go for five months with no water? Probably like, not. No way. Nor can your plants. So they they will suffer. They can be they hibernate some, but it's been so warm mm -hmm. that they're the sap is actually there's things are waking up, and they'll need moisture. And so. What we tell folks is water two times a month. If we get a good storm, cut one of those back. And that's our winter water from November through March. That's the water pattern. Uh, if you come into the garden center, we'll give you a free water guide. It's made to go inside your irrigation box. So it tells you when to, when to change it, how often, buy flowers, vegetables, trees, shrubs, and it all fits in your irrigation box. So ask for one. Uh, but yes, you should be watering twice a month through at least the next couple months. Um, if, if the season hits early, and it really comes down to when the forsythia, the flowering quince, when the early spring things start to bloom, mm -hmm. that's your cue. Oh, it might be time to start adjusting to my spring or growing. When things leaf out and bloom, they need more moisture. Mm -hmm. Or they'll, they'll shed those blooms or shed those fruits or shed those flowers. And so you want to keep them hydrated. So, But until then, twice a month should be good. Okay. Now, what about people who have a lot of native trees, say pinyon pines, ponderosas, yeah. patchy plumes, mountain mahogany? What do you think? Just let them be or give them a drink? I think when you built your house, you poured your driveways, your footers went in, the patios are down, you just altered that plant's environment. And they can no longer go completely by themselves like they used to do for, you get a 100, 200, 300-year-old juniper, pinion pine out there, ponderosa, 100-foot-tall ponderosa, they can no longer go on their own. They're going to need a little bit of care. What I tell folks is water them once a month. If you have no moisture for a month, it's going to keep the bark beetles out of them. It's going to keep them healthy. It's going to keep the flathead borers. It's going to keep them healthier. Uh, so once a month, take a soaker hose. Don't put them on the drip system. Take a soaker hose and just take it out there and soak it through and turn it on for half a day. And then the most important would be fertilize them. So in the month, usually in the fall or spring, you want to fertilize your evergreens especially. So ponderosa pines, pinion pines, junipers, that's going to keep the bugs out. We need to keep them healthy. And if you do that, those plants will live for another 100, 200, 300 years. But if you don't, you'll see trees in your neighborhood just collapse. And that's the reason they built their house, change your environment, never cared for them, and they wonder why there's death and decay going through the neighborhood. That is why. So if you're a gardener, which if you're tuned into this show, you're, let's face it, you're a gardener. Uh, you want to pamper those or care for them in a minimal way. Don't, don't nurture them to death, but a little bit of care goes a long way with your native plants. Mm -hmm. That is true. Very true. All right. Paul has a question. He's planning on putting a patch of wildflowers into his backyard. He wants to know how often should they be watered and does he fertilize right away or wait until they're growing? Yeah, those are great questions. So we've got a handout on that here. Just It's right by the wildflower seed mix. We make our own mixes. Uh, so what to do? Um, you're going to water. You keep the area moist and that's it. Usually what I do when we're planting wildflowers is I'll, I'll bury a soaker hose or I'll use drip system soaker hose and I'll turn it on. 
And then wherever I see the wet spots, that's where I put, I focus on the seeds. And so now I can come in. You don't want to put it on dry ground and have it stay dry. Actually, there's a, a front coming through. This would be a perfect, I mean, just perfect time for wildflowers to put down in the gardens because the rain is going to come. The snows are going to come. And those are things that ignite wildflowers, get them to germinate. Mm -hmm. And so keep them moist. Yes, you do put the fertilizer down at the same time. I do two things. One's all-purpose plant food. It's a 744. It's an organic food. And that's what's going to nurture those flowers. They start to bloom, bloom fast, bloom earlier, have thicker foliage. But in addition, there's a product called Humic, H-U-M-I-C, Humic. It's humic acid in a bag. Humic acid is the last bit of compost. It just gets, if you compost down all those organics down to the last bit, that's, that's humic acid. And seedlings love humic acid. So if you want to increase the root depth, the, the bulkiness, the chubbiness of those roots, it's very valuable to use humic and the all-purpose food at the same time. Put them down. It doesn't matter which one. Just put them both in. Rake them around. Put your seed down. And away you go. Um, keep them moist. Those two things will be a game changer for, for wildflowers. And I would say you've got an opportunity now through the end of February is the peak time for wildflower beds, seeds, overseeding, adding to. This is, they need to go in when it's cold. They need to go in when there's some frost and snow every once in a while because that's what helps those wild seed to germinate. Great questions this week. Well, you're tuned in to Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Not everyone can grow wildflowers, but we'll make sure you're not one of them. At Waters, we know which wildflowers sprout, thrive, and bloom with success. We're wild about wildflowers with many of our own Arizona blends. Like our Arizona native mix, butterfly and hummingbird mixes, and all are big, bold, and beautiful. At Waters, we know wildflowers, and winter's a season to spread new seed. Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Prescott Alberta Spruce. This perfectly shaped tree displays dense green needles which are as soft as a teddy bear. The perfect front yard Christmas tree for holiday lighting and oh, so beautiful when matched in pairs at the front door. Hand grown, these are perfectly shaped and sized for home accents and just $69. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love twinkly little Christmas trees, they love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lang. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. Now I know I've mentioned this. It past shows. I, I forget. Everything kind of runs together between garden columns, uh, magazine articles, and podcasts, and radio shows. There's just so much going on. Uh, this year, we are, are going to really up our game or focus heavily on video. Video is where it's at. I mean, Facebook is losing its prestige. Used to be everyone was on it. Now we're seeing a decline. Uh, if you're a Facebook user, I am. I love seeing the grandkids and that kind of stuff. It's not gone. It's just... There's other things that are gathering our interest as well. 
and YouTube is where it's at. And so it's video uh, chat. It's, it's, it's video, it's video, video, video. And so we're really going to up our game on our YouTube channel. And so Waters Garden Center has our own YouTube stream channel. It's on. Just go to YouTube, Waters Garden Center. You can't miss us. We've had over 2 million downloads on this thing. It's crazy. Thousands of followers. Uh, but we're shooting some video this week on how to prune uh, plants that look good in January, things that go together, uh, house plant features, uh, garden snippets, two, three, four minutes, just real short. Here's something you should be looking at now, and here's how to do it. And so we're trying to focus on that, and I'm trying to spread the, the talent. I need to feature my folks. I have brilliant people. I just had Amy Langley, uh, Doug Arthur, and Michelle Hyatt. They just received their Arizona Certified Nursery Professional degrees. I mean, these, these are, this is a crazy, intense four-hour test. It's kind of like passing the bar for you attorneys out there, only with for horticulture. You have to be able to identify plants just by their bark. You got to know their common name, how they grow, where they grow, how to design with them. You're actually putting landscape designs. And then their Latin name. You got to know how the industry talks about it. And they don't talk in English. They talk in Latin. And so you got to know all that. I got three people that that just passed this. Two of them tied for the best scores in the state for all the last year. It's crazy. Congratulations to all three of you, Amy, Doug, and Michelle. Uh, you guys are just awesome. Anyway, we've got such great talent here. I'm actually the dumb one in the crane. I'm not, I'm not, my folks know an incredible amount. Of course, they're, they're talking to the farms. They know what's coming in and when. They're the ones that set the, the numbers as far as what's being grown, how many are being grown, when they're being harvested, what the stage is. I got people that track all that for me. Not, I don't do that. We're way too many details for one one person to, to track. And then we've got uh, family members that help us with this. So it's managers. There's a lot. So I'm going to feature them on our YouTube channel. So if that's of interest, subscribe, follow. Could you, could you help hit the like button every once in a while? That kind of really helps. Google really likes that because it says, oh, it's good enough. People are actually reacting. Oh, this must be good. Prioritize it. How to prune a pampas grass or a mum or here's how early spring bloomers of camellias. And here is a pincushion flower. Here's what it looks like. Why is it growing early? All those types of garden answers we're trying to get better at. Uh, we'll feature them here as well, but words... There, there's only so much you can do with words, and it takes so many of them to describe what's going on, but with a picture. Picture's worth a thousand words. There you go. I think you can do it in less words, but yeah, it's pretty good. Right now, fungus gnats. Oh my gosh. The number of customers coming in with houseplant issues, bugs in the house flying around causing issues. I've seen white fly this week and fungus gnat like a dozen times. These are little tiny pesty kind of pesky flies, and they're drawn into the house because it's warm. They don't like to be outside. They don't like to be cold. And you've got the furnace on. They're happy when you're happy. And so they're drawn in, and they're so small, they can get under any, any crack, any bit of light, any flaw, in any window, anywhere. They can find their way in. And so they're coming in, then they make their home in your garden, inside gardens, in the soil, typically. 
So they'll camp out within the root structure of your ficus and dracaenas and pothos and all philodendrons, all that stuff inside the house. They'll, they'll go inside there and then they start to feed on the roots of your plants. So the way you, you solve these, like I helped several customers this week, we gave them systemic granules, sprinkle on the ground, water it in, it goes th through the soil and gets rid of that larva stage, or the maggot stage of those particular flies. And then in addition, I, I encouraged them to hang a, they make a, a sticky trap. It's a white fly trap. It also works on fungus gnats. But it's basically glue on a yellow sheet of paper. When they emerge from the, from the ground, they're going, oh, and they go right to the light. That's why they bug you while you're reading your iPad or on front of the computer, in front of the TV. They're attracted to that light. Well, if you can catch them right then when they're coming out, they go right to the yellow sheet of paper and they go, shink, they get stuck there. Very organic, safe for your pets, doesn't harm your plants, but it doesn't allow them to go out and then lay more eggs. And so you can get ahead of this thing. So the adults will get sucked in and not lay more eggs. And the larva stage, well, the long-term solution is the systemic granules. The plant will actually absorb that. It's like an antibiotic for, for, for trees and shrubs inside your house for those house plants. That's how you solve fungus gnats in your house. Be right back. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. My living room feels so empty. Now that the Christmas tree is gone, the house just seems so blah. Brighten it up with a big, bold, beautiful plant from Waters Garden Center. Fill that cavernous space with tall tropicals, colossal cactus, and sizable succulents that bring the great outdoors indoors. Make a gorgeous green space you can enjoy all year, not just for a season. Unique, exclusive, one-of-a-kind houseplants found only at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back in the studio with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes, and this segment's just all about her. I try not to talk, and I try to get her to talk. And so if you ever know, if you ever run into the two of us in a party or something, I'm the jabbering one in the corner. Just if we're ever the biggest group is, I'll go in and introduce myself. And you're the one by the punch bowl in the shadows. The punch the bowl. Wallflower. <laughs> <laughs> not, that sounded bad. Any, not the not a heavy drinker. Any, not, I can just dig. I can dig deeper if we want. <laughs> anyway. Yes. You that's are what the, I loved about you. You are the extrovert. I am the introvert. Yes. Very much. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, and most of the time it works out pretty well. I saw a pretty gal over there, and I went, I wonder if I can talk to her. Hmm, I, I wonder if she'll talk bowl? to me. You weren't by the punch bowl. <laughs> no? By the church church pew at that point. We, we met in a church choir, actually. So that's, that's where we used to, in high school and early college, we 
roamed around the country and, and busloads of kids. Remember the day, 70s, 80s, you had a choir, not a band. Right. It was a choir. So I kind of missed that a little bit. So it was, it was definitely a hoot. We had fun. A lot of good Did. friends, good times. Yeah, still and good one friends. marriage. Actually, I yeah. think how many of us got married? Well, I know there was more than just you and I that got married. There was a boatload of, of us or a yeah. busload of us. <laughs> You're, you're that intimate. You're that close quarters. You've got the same interests, same, you know, spiritual kind of mm-hmm. background, same family. We're all from Prescott, Arizona. That's a little back in the '70s yeah. and '80s. It's a little place, and mm-hmm. so you just you just grew to. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I just didn't have as many options back then because it was oh. so small. Oh, you needed more options. <laughs> Is that what you were saying? Nope. I'm in love, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> no, I'm not going. Well, I might go somewhere, but I'd take you with me yeah. if I did. Anyway, we should talk plants. Enough okay. about this history. Oh, my gosh. I'm feeling old just saying the word choir. <laughs> Our kids go, well. Yeah, I know. We threatened to find the tape that the choir made. <laughs> That's a good idea. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, because cassette tapes make such good <laughs> sound on them nowadays. <laughs> this is even before DVD and that kind of I stuff. Know. This is back when you actually had tapes yes. big tapes the regular vhs and they had the really upgraded miniature vhs Ooh, yes. you had to slip the little disc into the bigger disc player just to run it into your vcr machine well this <laughs> oh is, i know we put out a cassette it was deliverance choir and i know at one point they put out a cassette tape yeah. I, i'd be really surprised if anybody had them around anymore i, I have one downstairs i think i actually have it i converted it to dvd yeah dvd yeah Wow. It'll play in any machine. We don't even have a DVD player anymore, but everything is streamed. My goodness, times have changed. But I could, I could dig one from the pile of tech in the cabinet down below in the basement. <laughs> you make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, this is a garden show, not yeah. the, not the history of the '70s and '80s show. But so we were talking earlier about uh, containers. Uh, pottery, all the really pretty pottery, ceramic pottery that we got in, and I thought, uh, well, you know, a lot of times people don't know what to mix and match. You Good. Know, some yeah. of us, it's like me when I go shopping, and I just sit there kind of stunned. <laughs> That's why you have me in my lists. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my you're, spreadsheets. You're better at shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought I'd talk about some of the shrubs that we actually have in right now that you yeah. could certainly plant in the pottery and it would do fine this winter until we warm up in the spring and then it'd be even happier. Yeah. Great. So we got some really, really pretty cobalt blue pottery in, which is, I love that cobalt blue. Cause I just think there's so many things that look good with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard yeah. to pick an ugly plant. Especially Arizona colors. Cause we generally mm-hmm. have blues and golds here. So it just right. automatically goes with them. Mm-hmm. So actually the cobalt blue is the easiest one to think about plants to go with. Cause I thought, Oh, golden euonymus. Cause you yeah. get that blue and gold and it just, it's a really bright. So if you had, you had a, an entryway to your home that maybe was just a little dark or, you know, just need some bright beige, too much beige. There's too much beige out there. You need some color. If your house is beige, your rock is beige. Yeah, I know. Your trim is beige. beige. Your roof is beige. (laughs) (laughs) You need some color. (laughs) So that, that cobalt with that golden euonymus would just really brighten up so much. Uh, The other one that do would do really well is the, um, Gilt Edge Silverberry, which I think yeah. you may have mentioned, has Native. that blue-green look to it. Yeah. Really tough, very drought-hardy, animal-resistant. Uh, so that would look really pretty together, too. And then I thought, because we have this new plant, 
uh, it's a holly. So if you have a really shaded area, yeah. uh, it's called Gold Drops Holly. Oh, that's a good idea. It's really pretty because it has the, the top leaves of it are just a really bright yellow gold. And it's just, yeah. It's, I had some customers, they were going, ah, you know, it's just fully shaded area. What do we put in there to brighten it up? And you're like, because mm, you got yews, you got holly. But both of those are dark plants, right? Oh, that's true. But this gold drops just stands out. color. Yeah, it's almost like it glows mm-hmm. in, a, in a darker part of the gardens. Yeah. Right. So those... Really would look pretty with that blue. I think they would also look really nice in a red pot as well. Kind of that red and gold. Um, And the reds that we got in, we have them from the really bright red to kind of that um, pepper red. Yeah. It's a little more orangey red. Yeah. And then you have more of the ox bloods, which is that real dark with some little black hints into it as well. And I think with those, I think um, like these Sienna Sunrise or the Gulf Stream Nandina in a red pot. That Very would be really pretty. pretty. Yeah. Um, the other one that would be pretty is that um, Dynamo Fotinia, that new Fotinia. Oh, good idea. Out. For a bigger pot, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it's a big plant. Mm-hmm. New growth is all red. Ooh, right. that'd be beautiful. It'd be really pretty. If you're trying to screen like a small area, like if you have a neighbor's house right next to you, and there's like this little opening, and you're like, man, I need to cover that. A real pretty big red pot with a, with a Dynamo Fotinia in it. Or a back patio that's mm-hmm. got a little bit too windy. Yeah. I mean, get bigger pot. This is a bigger plant. It would mm-hmm. cut that wind, get it to go around you, get a little bit more sun. Right. That's a great idea. Yeah, I thought it'd be really And evergreen, evergreen, evergreen. Right. Right. And then we have some really pretty teals or turquoise, kind of varying shades within there. Southwestern which, kind mm-hmm. of kind of mixes. More yeah. And those I thought, you know, a lot of the yuccas would look really nice sure. in there, whether it's like the red yucca or brake light yucca, um, soft leaf yuccas, even yeah. the uh, bear grass or what's the other one I'm thinking of? Evergreen Desert grass? Spoon. Desert sure. Spoon yeah. uh, would look really neat in there for a real southwesterny kind of look. Yeah. Good ideas. Well, thank you. I have That's, more. Those would be good in bowls, too. Many oh, yeah. times you see a bowl with a, a mm-hmm. cactus or yuccas or something in it, put yeah. up on a post around a courtyard, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Looks really good. Right. And we have some really just, and everybody's going to go white, but we yeah. have some really pretty white pottery in that would be gorgeous with like a um, emerald spire euonymus in oh, it, a real yeah. dark green euonymus and it would be so pretty right now to put some pansies around it um, some bright yellow some bright purples blue pansies around that yeah um, and that color would get you all through the winter time and just look terrific you know white automatically goes in all the design magazines inside you know house plants and mm-hmm. formal uh, entrances that kind of uh, patios and decks it goes with that but outside of just on the deck or, or the patios out there Further out, having those brighter plants, like with mm-hmm. some pansies, that would really Wouldn't really look, brighten up look the spot? really pretty. Yeah. I was wondering, I'm a man, so I don't put <laughs> colors together as well, but what about white in a dark area? You mentioned that gold um, oh, yeah. holly. Yeah, Could that go in white? Pretty. And then now all of a sudden you've got the pot is glowing sure. in its darker spot. And then the plant mm-hmm. is also bright. Definitely. Does yellow go with yeah, White goes with everything. White goes it? with anything. Yeah. Well, I'm such a man. Just yeah, not before Memorial that? Day. Is that the way you know? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know the rule. <laughs> but yeah, you could put anything with white. We also have some just real pretty natural or earthy colors. Yeah. 
we also have some real pretty browns that I think would be excellent for herbs if you wanted yeah. to get an herb garden going out there. Some so. of those mocha colors are really mm-hmm. pretty. So dark browns, they're right. gorgeous. And, and a little tidbit before we close here. Um, darker colored pots do not warm up the roots. It doesn't no. affect. A good clay holds moisture, keeps the plant's roots cool. Mm-hmm. You don't have to water more than you would outside. I mean, it's more about right. soil quantity or volume, not about the pot color. So many times people go, I don't want a dark color because my plants will roast in the right. sun. I'm going, we're not in Phoenix, we're right. up in the mountains, and we cool down. So that doesn't actually, it's not actually a variable for me folks. So, all right, Ken and Lisa Lane, The Mountain Gardeners. Be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Did you know that plants can help you sleep better, naturally? At Waters Garden Center, we have beautiful houseplants that not only look great, they clean the air we breathe. Get this. Some plants can actually produce oxygen at night and even take mold spores out of the air, making for less tossing and turning and more beauty sleep. Don't lose sleep. Rise and shine with unique, gorgeous houseplants for your best rest yet at Waters Garden Center. Sweet dreams. Hi, Waters with this week's Plant of the Week, our True Blue Fat Albert Spruce. At just 15 feet, this is the ideal evergreen for small gardens, excellent in front yards with limited space. The color is so blue all year long with the perfect evergreen shape and just $74. Dense, durable, and loves the sun, so it works well as a windbreak, screen, or sound barrier and only found at... Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, for people who love the perfect blue spruce, love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. I'm getting so many folks coming to the Garden Center right now, and they're looking to landscape. They got a new house, or they're looking to remodel, or they just want to refurbish. You know, they got a new sofa out there. They want it to be an outdoor living room, kitchen, and so they're looking to accessorize. And they're coming to the garden center to see what we have, and it's mainly right now. We are starting to get product in, so we're starting. Oh, the 2021 pottery is here. We are buried alive in truckloads of pottery. Bright, interesting textures, colors. Uh, stuff is here. So if you're into pottery, especially matching pairs, don't wait. You want to be at the front end of this so that you get the matching pairs. What happens is people will wait until they want it or need it. And then other folks have been able to, there's not as many options to pair matching pairs of of pots. And pottery is extremely difficult logistics wise to, to deliver into a retail place, especially big pots, commercial size or large home size pots. Um, those are, you don't just go, I want three more of those and they show up. It doesn't happen. You have to order by the container load. It comes by ship from Asia, typically Vietnam, sometimes China, and they're coordinating. They come over here. It takes months to coordinate this. It's not like, well, when are you going to get another one like that? No, that's not going to happen. And the colors won't match because it's just, just, you want to be at the front end 
of pottery, especially if you need to coordinate several together that look good. If you just need one pot, that doesn't matter. We always have onesies. It's when you need twosies, threesies. You want them all to, to be the same. That's when you want to know when the loads come in and be first, you want first dibs. By Mother's Day weekend, we're starting to run out of pears. So that's that stuff. We had our first herbs show up. So we've got herbs, not mainly for outdoor use. We actually put them inside our houseplant area. But there's so many folks cooking with fresh herbs. These are organic basil and you know, oregano and mint, these kinds of things. So we're starting to ship those things in. So lots and lots of houseplants. Here I thought I'd go over the shrubs. What are some shrubs? What are the best shrubs? If you're designing things, what are some of the best, my favorites, basically, of the shrubs? And so and here I'll go over the list. I'll get through most of them, I think. I've got 17. I don't know if I'll get through all of them. but uh, And they're not all in stock right now. Many of them are. Some of them are dormant. Some are evergreen. Uh, but you can plant these whenever you find them. You can put them in the ground. They're great perennials. They grow for years and years in your yard. Uh, but if you want to see that list, just go to watersgardencenter.com. And at the top right-hand corner, you'll see a search bar. Just put 17 shrubs. It'll, it'll be instantly right up there, the whole list. So that's there for you. But I would start with the bloomers. Bloomers like barberry. Uh, and Rose of Sharon, you folks from the more tropical areas, you're familiar with hibiscus. Well, Rose of Sharon is our hardy hibiscus. It doesn't get quite as large as the Florida or, or the uh, uh, Hawaii, Southern California variety, that desert variety. But it's darn close. And it makes up for it in just sheer quantity. What a, a typical hibiscus will have, a tropical one will have, you know, flower the size of your hand. And there'll be a dozen of them. On, all over the shrub. A Rosa Sharon will have a five-inch flower, not as big as your hand, but it has hundreds, literally hundreds of flowers. It's crazy. It's beautiful. The next one would be Bluebeard Shrub, or False Spirea is another name it goes by. So it's a cute shrub about hip high, covered in blue flowers. Summer right through fall, amazingly long bloom cycle, and not as weedy as like Russian sage. It's another spiky, hip high shrub, uh, but but same color, but just more groomed, more like a shrub, less like a perennial. Anyway, so just differences. Again, these are my opinions. These are my favorites. You might have different ones. Uh, so when you come up with your favorite list, you can share yours. Another one I like, some of the, the grass is like deer grass. Uh, another one that kind of goes with that same kind of look. Deer grass has this, again, knee-high uh, kind of shrubby kind of grass. It's a grass, but the pink plumes all summer and fall are just beautiful and truly drought hardy. I mean, it's a, it's a native. It just grows wild. Uh, a companion to that would be butterfly bush. That one's pretty famous around here. Some of them get quite large. It's a beautiful shrub. Goes up head high. S some of the dwarf varieties get maybe hip high. So we're trying to introduce smaller varieties because the big ones can be kind of high maintenance. You've got to really prune on them every winter pretty hard. You're pruning back your, your butterfly bush right now. I mean, like a third, a half. I mean, just really be aggressive or it will take over your yard. But the new ones, they come in pinks and whites and yellows and reds. Whereas the traditional one your grandparents grew is purple. 
dark night butterfly bush or is the common one. And we do still sell that one. If you need a big shrub to block the, obliterate the shed or your neighbors, it's a good one. Great for that. And butterflies, they really do like that. Another one that goes with those, I would say would be the yucca family. So all the yuccas. So we've got some native ones, but some of the native ones are kind of scraggly looking. So the flowers aren't quite as clean and neat. They're kind of rough. They look native. They look like I just dug it out, out, out in the dells and you brought it into your house and planted it in the backyard. Some of the newer ones, uh, like the red yuccas, yellow yuccas, um, brake light yuccas, there's quite a few that we sell here. Some are actually starting to show some flower color. It's kind of pretty. But they're evergreens they're t- or ever blue. They're generally towards that bluer green side. But they're great, tough plants. Hummingbirds love them. Another native, while we're just on that native feel, one of my favorites, I have many of them in my yard, is Gilted Edge Silverberry. This is an evergreen shrub that gets up head high, about head wide. It's big, six by six by six. It's, it's a big shrub, evergreen. It's good for screening, blocking, hedging. I just soften up the fence lines with them. They're bright yellow. Uh, they're, they're actually got, they're, they're kind of green on top, white on the bottom of the leaf, and then with this yellow, bright yellow edge. It's very stunning. Very tough. Water it, get it established, and never care for it again. It's a native, truly a native. Uh, they just look great in the winter because they're evergreen. So great choice for the, for the mountains of Arizona. Again, if you need this list, I'm going fast, I know. Watersgardencenter.com. 17 shrubs in the search bar. It'll pop right up and you'll have the entire list with photos. I mean, so You could also go to Top 10 Plants. That's our website for this, the garden center. So all of the plants, when we get new orders, we upload them to that website. So you can see the plants that are here at the garden center right now. The price is there, but mainly the description of how they're gonna grow here. So when you do your research, the national or Google will give you how it grows in its native territory, Portland or Midwest or someplace. We're actually putting on there how it grows here in the mountains of Arizona, which is typically smaller, how much water it will need here in the mountains of Arizona, how much sun, which is different because the elevation, you, you know, uh, Japanese maples, other national Texas, full sun, we'll love it out there, we'll grow for years. Uh-uh, not here in the mountains of Arizona, it'll fry. Sun's intense, the wind, the alkalinity. So we tell you, put it in more, no more than four hours of sun. That's where it's going to grow best. And so all those descriptions are right there. Top 10 plants, go to plants and just go to shrubs. I mean, we've got evergreen and, and flowering shrubs. that We break them down so it's easy to shop for them. We've got fruit trees, shade trees. You can just see all the stuff that's house plants. They're all, they're all right there. So you can, those two places, 17 shrubs, Waters Garden Center, or top 10 plants, you'll come right in there. I love herbs. Herbs are so easy to grow in the mountains. Uh, salvia, anytime you hear the word salvia or sage, they're the same plant. Salvia and sage are related. They get this herbally scent to them, which means animals, they're not going to eat them. But the butterflies and hummingbirds are going to love them. So heat wave salvias, autumn sage salvia. Um, I like lavender, rosemary. Every yard should have at least one rosemary. It's so easy to grow evergreen blooms early it's a pollinator you yes you can use it in the kitchen it's a great plant one that i planted 
quite a few of last fall was Nandina or Heavenly Bamboo. You folks from California like Heavenly Bamboo, but the rest of the country is Nandina. Um, that plant is a, it's, it's a shrub, evergreen. It's got this soft foliage to it. But in the winter, it's got this bright red top to it. And then it will revert back to green during the growing season. It's beautiful. It has white flowers that come up on the top in late spring, early summer. Uh, red berries to it. It's a great plant. And animals detest the taste of Nandina. They're not going to bother that plant. Anyway, I'm out of time. I could keep going on and on and on. Again, Waters Garden Center, 17 Shrubs, or top10plants.com. Research your own. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott at 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Bring us the best time to be outdoors, garden, and create a personal oasis in your yard. If you don't know where to start, Waters Personal Garden Service allows you to book an hour of one-on-one time with an expert without the crowds. It's easy by phone or through our website. No lines, no waiting. Purchase a $200 gift card and we'll line you up with one of Waters' private gardeners. You're going to love your yard again. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott or at watersgardencenter.com. Let's talk poop. Hey, I'm Tommy at Waters Garden Center. Ken and Lisa are out right now, so I snuck in to remind you that it's time to add some manure to your garden. It's been a wet winter, and your soil is well pooped. Waters Barnyard Manure adds nutrients to get your garden growing. It's organic and odorless, so we really can say our poop don't stink. Buy six bags or more. They're only $5.99. Now that's a load of crap. Tommy, what's going on? Oh, poop, gotta go. Natural, safe, odorless, and organic at Waters Garden Center. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. There is a lot going on here at Waters Gardens. And actually, it's every night I go home like construction mode. So we've just been building, remodeling, changing things out, uh, whole new networks, security, websites, just checkouts. I mean, just every aspect. And it's winter, so we can we can get away with this. And so I keep the whole team employed, keep them busy. Uh, but but there's not quite enough customers yet. So I think spring's going to hit early by by the middle of February. It's going to be full-on spring. So if, if it keeps going like this. And so we're trying to desperately get ready. So... If you like what you hear going on here, if the information's helpful, um, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, like or subscribe. Google loves that. If you're watching the YouTube channel, so it's YouTube forward slash Waters Garden Center, you can't miss us. We were so, Google seems to like us so far. So, but you call in favors of friends and, and just comment, like, it rates you much, much higher, puts you right to the top of the pile. Whereas if you just watch it, it's it's helpful. So they see how many people are streaming that particular video or, or podcast or reading that content, that article or column. But it's better if you can comment at the bottom of the article, like if you or the blog, or hit the hit the thumbs up on a YouTube channel, give a five star rating on Google. We, that helps little tiny businesses really thrive and be be noticed. Because we can't let's face it. 
I'm never going to have the ad budget that a Home Depot or Lowe's or Mart's going to have. They have million-dollar budgets. I got nothing. So, yeah, I'm on the like, celebrity. That's one thing we can do is we actually know how to grow a pine tree, a fruit tree, how to, how to have more flowers, perennials, vegetables. And so we just share that. And our belief is if you teach people how to have more success in the gardens, thrive, have their, help their plants thrive, give them the knowledge they need to be better, to move forward, so you're never moving backwards. Gardening, you might move sideways every once in a while, but the goal is to learn and not ever go backwards. So you might not be successful every time. And, and if people are more successful, we find that they come back and they're loyal to you. They support you. And that's worked for 59 years for Waters Garden Center. So Harold, Harold Waters, Lisa's father, still still going strong. He still comes in uh, pretty regularly to the garden center, not to work it, not to talk to customers, just because he's proud of it. And the second generation's taken it, and now the third generation is here at Waters Garden Center. Again, 59 years of business. That's worked for us from the very beginning. I don't think we're going to change that now. We're starting with classes this weekend. So Saturday, we start with houseplants. So every Saturday at 9.30 in the morning, they're free. They're going to be in the back greenhouse where it's, it's a big open greenhouse, lots of space. You bring a mask, you be courteous, use some common sense. But I think that we can get together and be safe and we can make it where it's going to be it's just informative and safe at the same time. But we've got guests, we've got seating for about 50 people. I know, but I think we can space them out. The, the greenhouse is big enough. It's, it's well over 5,000 square feet. So we can easily host a very small group like that and inform them on houseplants. Take a look at that. It's Waters Gardens in our Facebook. If you look at us at all, you can find what the classes are. But they're starting this weekend. Next weekend is how to design. And after that, it's how to start wildflowers. Because January's the time. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners were here every week. We love talking to fans of the show. Come say hi. And send visit Waters Garden Center. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Not everyone can grow wildflowers, but we'll make sure you're not one of them. At Waters, we know which wildflowers sprout, thrive, and bloom with success. We're wild about wildflowers with many of our own Arizona blends. Like our Arizona native mix, butterfly and hummingbird mixes, and all are big, bold, and beautiful. At Waters, we know wildflowers, and winter's a season to spread new seed. Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. As the days get longer and brighter, houseplants can struggle and scorch, but we have the solution. At Waters, we've organized our houseplants from A to Z for the brightest of sunny locations, many even bloom. With experts that know plants and how to make them grow. Shipments of the freshest houseplants in town have just arrived from A to Z and ready for a bright new home. Waters Garden Center, where people who love bright green houseplants, they love to shop, found in Prescott. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.